We're shedding our masks and breaking down walls. Hell, we may even drop our drawers. That's right. We're going commando with Angela and Dana. Hi, my name is Dana Sardano, and this is Angela DeMarco, and we are Going Commando. Going Commando is a little show that we put together because we we strongly believe that um, being who you are and expressing it to others and living a life of authenticity is really um, the way you're gonna the way you're gonna achieve joy, peace, and freedom. And we work at this. We do this on the daily, and we hope by doing it. Um, in front of you or for you or with you that we give you permission to do the same. Good morning, Angela. Good morning. Yeah. As uh, as you witness the train wrecks that <laughs> we, we discuss our various train wrecks and things, but, um, but yeah, like um, we hope that by us showing you how we're working through this stuff, because yeah. none of the, nothing is ever, um, you know, it doesn't stop. It's not like, oh, okay, I'm done. Achieved that level. Nope, there's a whole new one. A whole new one. It does get a little easier, but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, on my walk this morning, I listened to, I don't remember what number the episode was, but it's You Are Worth It. Oh, that was a good one, I think. That was a I good I one. I think one. it was yeah. episode like 20. It was way, or maybe 12 even. It was like way back. But uh, it's worth the watch because it really, in that one specifically, I go off about how like, you know, I go through these phases. I think I know stuff. And then we pulled the card and I was like, oh, that's what they meant by that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I've only seen this 36 times, but on the 37th, I got I it. I know. I know. And isn't it crazy to think about how, from when we started this back, yeah. back in the ancient days when this was cuddle talk with Angela and Dana, like this is a whole yeah. different concept before in the beginning, yeah. but like how much we've changed. We've been doing this for a year now. We're yeah. on episode 50. So, yeah. um, and we've been doing it consistently. So it's just, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And so we're going through and growing through life, like with you guys, like in real time yeah. <laughs> to show you that like, it, it can be done, you know, like laugh about it after and, and learn from it and expand yeah. and grow. So yeah. that's you know, why we here. The thing about authenticity, I think it's really important is I think that it just as, just as a, um, like when you scan over the word, people think, I think like it's easy to mistake authenticity as, oh yeah, they say what they want. They do what they want or just anybody, not us. They, but you know what I mean? Oh, that's authenticity. You're just saying what's on your mind. You remember back like, I'm being real. No, you're being an asshole. You know what I mean? But authenticity is saying what's on your mind, but really truly authenticity and integrity are, are they're They're married. They're intertwined because authenticity is about walking the walk. We were just talking about this. Angela and I did a full 45 minute going command before we press <laughs> I know. record. Sorry yeah. we didn't hit record, guys. You missed a good one. <laughs> <You> did. <laughs> yeah. So uh so yeah it's truly walking the walk. It's really having the courage to look at yourself on the regular daily, sometimes moment to moment. And why do I feel this way? Where am I going with this? What is my motivation? What do I want? All of those things. And when you start to do that as a, as a practice, you'll find that it becomes muscle memory and then you can't settle for anything less than mm. being who you are, doing what you want, saying what you want, living, walking the walk, asking the questions, all of those things. Oh so, yeah. I'm like, you're not meeting my needs. Yeah. You're not meeting my needs. You're out. <laughs> I'm like, oh my, what's that? Egg? What's that egg from? Why do I think? What is it? Is it my inner child? What is it? What the fuck is it? <laughs> I'm all over. I major new awarenesses these days, but I am all over it. And I'm like, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, 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 there it is. Oh, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I always talk about like when you learn a new word and then it's like everywhere and you're like, oh, they just invented that word and now everybody uses it. No, no, you know? And so it's the same thing. As soon as the thing that the the, the new awareness that I, you know, came up with, the clarity on the awareness that I have today. I have been wrestling this thing, especially in my sleep, because my dreams, and we're going to talk more about this today, my dreams are what talk to me the most, um, for months, yeah. for months. And then today I woke up and I'm like, oh, I'm so smart. <laughs> I'm so smart. <laughs> I, I figured it out. I finally got the clues. Oh, it was um, so easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? 
Um, we always talk about, I don't know if uh, anybody watching has ever heard of the show called The Good Place. Um, it was such a great show. Yeah. Such a great show. So good. And uh, there's one point where they're like, we picked up on all seven clues that you left us. And he's like, well, really, there were 1,238. But <laughs> <laughs> good job. <laughs> I refer to that all the time. Totally. So and funny. that's what we do, right? Yeah. I'm like, I saw it there and I saw it there. And meanwhile, it's everywhere. It's I just can't see face. it. I got to clean yeah. my lenses, you know? <laughs> All right. So speaking of cleaning lenses, let's talk about our episode. We're, co we're coming to the end. Uh, next is uh, next episode is going to be our season finale. Season finale. Us, right. Okay. Yeah. So for all of the season for gratitude, we've been talking about the concepts in Dana's book, Beyond the Ten, Decoding the Woo Woo. And we're just kind of like demystifying all of these words and things because all of it is very, very practical in uh, our space personal and spiritual evolution and growth and all that good stuff. So today we're going to talk a little bit more about witchy stuff. So I'm really excited about it because it's stuff that feels magical. It's stuff that feels um, beyond us or only the lucky few have these, you know, abilities. Um, yeah. But it, it's not true. It's very so true. cool. So, true. so, yeah. so Dana, what are we okay. talking about today? Oh, okay. So, so firstly, wait, excuse me. Oh my God, you're going to fucking burp again? No. <laughs> no. Okay. okay. So. <laughs> you want me to burp Patchy on the back? Come on, burpy baby. Burpy. Over the lap. Over the lap. Okay. Over the lap. <laughs> come on. Okay. Come on. Okay. Right now, All right. You stop it right now. Okay. So, <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk today about spiritual giftedness. And listen to me very carefully. We are all gifted. Every single one of us, we come into this world with our guided systems and with our senses and with all those things and our alignments and everything, but we all have gifts that are specific to us. We, there's, we're all, you know, I could do the whole Ubuntu, we're all one, but yet we're all unique individuals. And each one of us, there isn't another person on this planet that is you. Even if you are a twin or a triplet or whatever, there are still differences. You are your own unique individual. And with that, come your gifts. So the common misconception is these spiritual gifts, like the extrasensory ones, are just for a few special people, right? But really, we all have the, the capability to achieve that, to have... <laughs> You did. I saw it. I saw it. For those of you who are just listening, Angela just burped. F-Y-I. You're disgusting. You're so gross. Uh, we were you raised in a book. Oh, Dana F. <laughs> Miss Goosey. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> See, Dana, this was polite. I did that. Oh, yeah. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Right to the mic, too. Right to the mic. Okay. They're all gifted. We're all gifted. We're all special fuckers. Okay. Okay. So back to the gifts. So, so how do you know what your gifts are? What do you like to do? What feels good? What comes natural? Mm. That's it. And that's all. And we'll right, get into- Right, oh, oh. And then, Dane, it's, it's also, it's not like um, the gifts are- I hear, see dead people. That's not, we're not talking specifically about those gifts. Which is possible. Which but is possible. On. Yeah. Right. But the gifts are like, how can you, how could, how do you, you, you have a gift for making people feel a certain way, you know, evoking a sense of calmness. That could be a gift. Yes. You have a gift for seeing the big picture and bringing that to fruition. That could be your gift. Like yes. the gifts are, they're, they're magical in that, like, you look at somebody like a Jay Shetty, a Joe Rogan, a T Tony Robbins, like, they feel like, you feel like they're gifted, they're gifted in the way that they can command an audience and, and bring people in, Eddie Vedder, as a gift. But we, like, what you're saying is, even in your day-to-day -day with your family, your gifts do not mean that they're going to bring in millions of dollars. It's not about that kind of gift. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the, the, the beauty that your soul brings to this world and to this existence and, and how you make your world, how you connect and resonate with your world. That's your gift. Yes. Yes. And we all have, so that, so let's just table the spiritual gifts for a second. Okay. So our giftedness is again, all the things that you just said, Angela, but we have the choice of whether or not we want to hone those gifts. Mm -hmm. If we want, Excuse me. 
if we want those gifts to expand because a lot of us and i talk about this in woo woo i had these gifts that because they were imbalanced as a kid and because the adults in my life didn't recognize them as gifts and tried to squelch them i perceived them as not as gifts and and i wasn't properly utilizing them just mm -hmm. as an example my impulsivity right my impulsivity is is really a gift but we are taught as children that impulsivity is a curse because we're annoying to the adults. So we get in trouble for it. So we yeah. try to control ourselves. We're always trying to control ourselves, try to control ourselves. But the reality is when the impulsivity is in balance, oh my God, it means you're quick to start. It yeah. means you know how to react, right? Yeah. It's a good thing. So we squelch our gifts unintentionally. Yes, yes. My, what, what brings it to mind is my sensitivity. Yes, and same. I, I was always told, don't cry, you know, just don't, don't talk about your feelings. It doesn't matter. You know, so I, I so my yeah. worthiness suffered, but my sensitivity to myself and to other people is a gift. It's your greatest gift. It is. My it's your great, <laughs> it's your greatest gift and mine as well. I was yeah. always told, ah, you're too sensitive. Okay. I won't be sensitive. I'll be like, you know, I'll put the walls up. <laughs> What? Yeah, exactly. No, it's true. It's like, oh, okay. So yeah, like, don't cry. Don't, don't release your feelings. Your feelings yeah. don't matter. Really? Yep. And our sensitivity, and I'll speak for the both of us, is really, truly one of our greatest gifts. Because being sensitive, we have the ability to feel and tap into how other people are feeling. Therefore, we can have compassion and empathy. Yeah. We see people because of our sensitivity. Yeah. And then you, you forge connections with that. And through that you build relationships and then the, you know, and, and, and that's, that's really what it's all about. But yeah. as a kid, I was told, don't be sensitive. So I was shutting those things out and becoming more hard. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and we do it all the time to our children. We don't even realize it. So, and that brings a, a, a an important point. So we all have the ability, we all have our natural gifts, our gifts, again, the sensitivity, gift to play the guitar, gift to pick up a paintbrush. You know, the, you, you see these baseball players that get drafted, you know, the age of five, you know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're, they're striking people out, they're pitching, they're striking people out, but they're, they're could only get so good. They have to hone those skills. Yeah. You know, I just want to, uh, one more example. I remember I used to watch American Idol back in the day and you'd have the singer that was this brilliant like, like, um, a trained singer, but you have the other one who had the gift. Yeah. So you had to train that one to really reach their, their stardom. Right. Yes. So it's important that not only do we recognize what our gifts are and hone them, but when we have more spiritual gifts, more gifts that are about our sensitivities, about again, the Claire's, the Claire audience, able to hear things beyond clairvoyance, be able to see beyond clairsentience, clairsentience, the feel beyond. And so claircognizance <laughs> to know beyond, right? But in order for us to be able to hone those gifts, hmm. we first have to align their ourselves. And I think that's often overlooked as well. Yeah, right. Because it's it's your if you're not in tune with yourself and understanding your own wants, needs, desires, making sure that everything in your life is in balance, that things aren't distracting you. Yeah. Because that's life is a distraction, right? Yeah. And it's meant to be distracting. So you've got something going on with the career that you can't stand. So that's all you're thinking about instead of how can I make myself feel content and happy and whole in this moment? Yeah. No matter where you are. That's why you like you get there's like the you know you have someone who's in jail and they're perfectly at peace because they're spending all this time really <laughs> yeah, yeah, thinking yeah. about themselves. Yeah, yeah everybody's finding you know? Jesus in jail. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it kind of makes sense because yeah. you're blocking out all the distractions yeah. and you're allowed yeah. to focus. So when you can do that and you can focus, then all of a sudden you're like you feel like you're 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 energetically your body feels lighter. You know, you feel happier when you're just like yeah. in yourself, and then all of a sudden you're more aware of those like you were talking about earlier like it, those, those like a, a lens clears off and you're like oh i didn't notice that yeah you know yeah. so it's yeah. really really important but um yeah that's all i'm gonna say about that i was gonna say you know we have like you know how like in in everybody's got a label for every kind of mental health disorder you yes. know add and blah, blah blah um it's like when someone says i'm an empath you know what i mean like this is the thing too right <laughs> 
all it is, is like, again, like to decode the woo woo, right. Is, is somebody saying, well, I'm like extremely sensitive to other people's energy, you know, and it doesn't mean that this person next to me is not an empath. Yeah. You're all empaths. Yeah. It's yeah. just a matter of how much we're in tune with how, that. yeah. How empathic we are. You right. Know, what level of empath uh, are we? Yeah, totally. And those that we call sociopaths <laughs> or even psychopaths. No, seriously. They're... <laughs> I'm just thinking of the ones that I know. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> but all they are, are, are completely shut down for whatever their trauma, whatever got them there because babies aren't born sociopaths. Right. At least. Right. Right. For the most part. I mean, no, no, they're not. They're not. They're all born little joy blobs. Yes. And so whatever their experience is, that sociopath means they they have shut down their ability to to feel what other people are feeling and then to react in a way that is compassionate, caring, decent, whatever. Yes. yes. Um, but I wanted to bring up a couple of things that I saw at the gallery that, that again, made it into the book that really um, struck me. Two things. One is. When people come in and they're like, how do I expand my gifts, my spiritual gifts? I, you know, because there's a little touch of it. They had a clairaudient moment. Clairaudient moments when you hear something from the beyond. Either you hear it in your head, a voice talking to you, you know, we all oh, that's schizophrenia. No, no, there's guides. There's things, you know, it's realistic. But let's put you on medication. Okay, that's for another day. Okay. <laughs> we could get into that. Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah. So, so you're hearing things or sometimes you're hearing things externally. Like I heard my grandma in the kitchen and she's been dead for 20 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they come into the gallery and they want to expand that. But it's really, they're trying to put the window dressings and paint the house before they build the foundation. You want that gift to expand? then you need to, again, align yourself and make yourself well, happy, and whole. Then I saw other circumstances or other um, experiences of people coming in who are highly gifted in the, the you know, esoteric realm, right? They're highly gifted, but the assumption is that they know more about life and the world than the rest of us because they are highly gifted, but they came into the world with those gifts Instead yeah. of the gift of art or the gift of empathy or whatever, they came in with those gifts and they are not working on themselves. So there's a lot of avoidance. There's a lot of desire to expand the gifts without starting from the foundation. I saw that all the time. Yeah, no. Oh my gosh. That's such a good point too, because you have people and this is, this is not any means a, uh, a judgment or no, not a at disparagement all. Not at or anything all. like that. It's just like, you don't, I, I just, from my own experience, I don't know what I have to work on until I'm ready to be able to see what I have to work on. So it's yes. not like people are doing this on purpose, but yeah, hundred percent. They're right. not doing it on purpose. So you have people that you have psychics, you have mediums, you have channels, you have energy healers, you have all these people, shamans, you know, whoever, like whoever does this as a practice for a profession. And you have to understand that whatever they're, however they're presenting their gifts to you, it's through the filter of where they're at. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you for bringing that up. Because somebody could say, you know, oh, uh, like if you go see a psychic, right? And and they're, they're, I, I believe there's truth to everything. I believe they're receiving the messages, but sometimes they see them as pictures and they translate because they, you know, they don't know who you are, it's, uh, it, whatever, however their communication is. Yes. But it's through their filter of, well, like, okay, I see a picture of you moving out of a house and they're, they're going through a divorce at the moment and they're like, oh, you're leaving your husband. That's how they trans translate the yes. information to you. So it, it could be. So just, yes. it's like basically take things with a grain of salt yes. and, or, or really know who you're working with and what's going on in their lives. So you can understand their filter. So much to unpack with this. I'm so glad because I would have forgot to bring that up. I'm so glad you brought that up. When, when, when we go to, if you go to, again, it's the psychic, the channel, the healer, and we'll get into, you know, the difference between them in a minute. But when you go to them, you're going because you need assistance. You're going to somebody who has just experienced that before you, right? Who has these gifts, but understand, it's really kind of like in the evolution cycle, probably we joke three stoplights ahead of you, or maybe more or whatever. Yeah. And you go to them for assistance, but they're still human beings. They're not the be all, the be all, the end all, you know, just to, to make it, um, 
you know, practical. I think about the doctors that I've been into in my life who told me I was going to be in a wheelchair, who told me I couldn't have children, you know, who told me that, that Nadia was going to have trisomy 18, you know, when she was born, like that we don't, they don't know everything. You're going for assistance, but at the end of the day, when you, um, when you balance yourself, you have the discernment to then say, okay, what do I take? What do I leave? I've been, again, in the gallery, surrounded by all sorts of intuitives all the time. And early on, before I became more um, empowered myself, I was like, okay, what does this mean? And take this and blah, 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 and try to apply it to my life. And, and what you're doing is you're just trying to fit all these squares into these round holes, you know? But the reality is you go, oh yeah, that validates what I was thinking. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I got the same message. But it's important that you work on yourself in order to expand your own discernment in order for that to happen. Make sense? It totally does. I was trying to be really quiet because the fire alarms are going off. And I, I didn't know what it was. It. I didn't know what it was. I was like, just talk through it. Just power through it. I didn't know if it was in my house, out of my house. No, so when you're listening to this show, I'm going to dab the beginning of that so it doesn't disturb what Tina was saying. But I was trying really hard to be like, <laughs> like I love facial it. expressions I love it. so I love you're, it. you're gonna catch the tail end of the the fire alarms going yeah. off hey we're all human yeah. um <laughs> no 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 that's so 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 true and yes we are all we are all human beings and um yeah so let's go into let's go into what these different things are what they do exactly so the three basic ones that that you hear all the time are like the energy healer like the reiki healer right and they are like movers and manipulators of energy. It's all just energy. So if we're all just energy, the Reiki healer has the ability to recognize the energy, see where it's stuck and help move it and help you realign. It's one is a wonderful practice, but with, in conjunction with you doing the, again, I'm all about the psychology, right? The emotional, yeah. the, 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 that, that kind of spiritual yeah. work, but it's not magic. It's just, they have, a, again, we'll call them healers. I don't like to say healers. You're really always healing yourself. But again, the ability to to move, to manipulate that energy, to assist you in your personal growth process. Yeah, I just want to share an experience that I had just to help people understand um, with Reiki. So I went, I worked in New York City uh, advertising agencies. That's like kind of where I grew up in my career. And my first advertising job, I was 22 years old, 21, 22. And um, it was in a loft in lower Manhattan. So a huge loft space. And the owner was Mark DeMassimo. So I'm going to tag him. What's up, Mark? He had a drum kit and he would bang on his drums and whatever. And it was like, just like, it was chaotic. It was awesome. It was fun. You know, it was this great vibe. And every Friday, the proofreader he had, he paid for her to do Reiki on us. So we would oh. go sign up sheet and we would all get Reiki from the proofreader. And I had no idea what it was. I had gotten massages. I knew what all that stuff was, but Reiki had no idea. Right. So, um, I signed up. I'm like, sure, cool, whatever. I'll try anything. I tried everything back then. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, it was in like this conference room, which just had like a folded wall, but it was not soundproof by any means. So it's a Friday afternoon. Everybody's crazy. I lay down on this like gym mat and she was so sweet. She's like, just lay here. And I put my head down. She goes, just close your eyes. And I didn't feel her touch me. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And the, the drums are going, the chaos is going. <laughs> and at like, I, I don't know how long away, like, like I just laid there. I woke up in a pile of drool. And I felt so relaxed and I was like, where am I now? I don't know if that, I didn't know what she did, but she didn't touch me. She was just over. Like if you can, like, sometimes you have, if, if you put your hand to, to, to your hand, to your other hand or somebody else's, you can feel warmth. You can feel coldness. You can feel it. Right. Yeah. That's your energetic field. And so the Reiki people know how to like feel where there's blocks and they can like almost like energetically massage them and move things around for you and help yeah, you move. Yep. That's really what like Reiki is. But like, I can feel the, the heat between my hands right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and those who, who do Reiki and, and work with energy in that way, they, that was a natural gift for them. And then they'll go get trained and they'll learn how to use that gift. Like Rob has that gift. 
Yeah. But he will never go for any training because he's a dildo. We've covered this. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. But uh, okay. but he he can feel it. Like when I have, like we talked again in Woo, I talk all about like fart toboggan and that whole deal. And when he would like rub my shoulders, it's more of like a deep tissue massage than like than a Reiki. But he has the ability to recognize what energy is stuck, move it. Like he's got my hand behind my arm and my leg up and like he's moving it. It's crazy what he's able to do. But that's his gift. And his gift becomes more powerful the more content and well and and whole he becomes. It's it's really a beautiful thing. So anyway, so that's that's the energy. And we've talked about chakras ad nauseum. And your yeah. those are your energy centers. And when people do Reiki, if your energy center is blocked, they can tell you which one is blocked. They can help move that energy center. But then it's for you to look at that energy center and see why is it blocked there and what do I have to do in my life to help keep it moving. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's only it's it's like um it's like, yeah, like you said, and, and I'm just gonna put this out there so you don't panic. This is going to be a little bit of a longer episode. I'm totally fine with it because I think this is a really interesting topic. So I don't want there to be any stress about it because I think this is going to um, help clarify a lot of things for a lot of people. So let's just take our time with it. All right. Um, So So, you can listen to two parts if you want. (laughs) Um, But, um, oh, I had something I wanted to say. Never mind. Guess it left. Go ahead. Oh, oh, it's, it's like, it's like, it's not the, it's not the answer. Like you said, it's like basically like saying like, okay, something's going on up in your, in your heart area. Like something's like hurting there or there's a block there and it's for you to then go do the work to do it. But it's like, it's like a temporary thing. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. They can move the energy for you. Yeah. And what you'll find too, because I remember the first time um, that I had Reiki, this, I, this was I again talk about it in woo woo. This is going way back. And I was having, again, forgiveness things with my mother and stuff like that. And she laid me down. And the only time she touched me was on my head. And then everything was like the over, you know, the over my body. But the moment she touched my head, I laid there for 45 minutes and the tears just dripped down. I just cried through the whole thing. I didn't feel sad. It was like yeah. release, release, it release. Really, really, yeah. really cool stuff. So yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you're into that sort of thing in conjunction with whatever work you're doing on yourself, um, I think it could be a really, really powerful tool. Yeah. So so those are, again, like the Reiki healers and the, the energy movers. Uh, the other one that I wanted to talk about are your like your psychics, your seers, you know, your mm-hmm. mediums. They're all kind of psychic seers, mediums, channels. They all kind of go. But I want to put the, the psychics and the, and the mediums together. Mm-hmm. The, all they're doing is reading and interpreting energy. They just do it differently. They just do it differently. Some people see, um, see outwardly. Some people see in their, in their third eye, they see in their brain. Some of them feel it, you know, again, that's the clairsentience. They feel, I got a feeling I got, you know, some of people, you know, clairaudience, the, the psychics, they're, they're interpreting information through hearing it, mm-hmm. but it, all they're doing is reading and interpreting the energy. I do it all the time. I wouldn't call myself a psychic, but I'm, I wouldn't even call myself a medium, but I'm kind of both. You too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And it's not about, um, oh, predicting the future. It's about, um, seeing some people can see timelines. Right. And I think that's a better way to put it. It's not the future. It's like, if choices are made, here's a possible outcome that I can kind of see is going to happen for you. Yes. You know, yes. like, oh, if you go, it, like, you don't have to be a psychic to know, like, if you see someone who's a pound of beers before they go out, uh, if you're not careful, it could be a problem later. Yeah. Yep. But yep. It's, it's, it's like that. It's like feeling what you're feeling at the moment and saying like, and like being able to see, like, if there's a choice that if you're going to hit a choice point, you know, something's going to come that's going to let you, and then they can kind of guide. And that's being able to like, kind of like see the future, but you're human. And that's our human design is that anything can change at any time. And then that timeline shifts and, or goes in a different direction. That's a really, really good point. We looked at you all the good points today. But I that's know, a, it's so yeah, smart. It's so smart. But that's a really good point. And, and, you know, I used to say this in the gallery all the time. You know, people would ask about how this stuff works. And I'm like, listen, if somebody sees a probability. With every decision I make, there's a billion probabilities. And I make another decision. And with every decision, you start to see the path. So yes. if I'm in this energy... Whatever the energy is that I'm existing in now, and I see a psychic, the psychic is reading the my energy, 
And again, I can't explain how they do it because everybody does it differently, you know, but they're reading my energy and depending on what I want to know or what they want to see about me, they're telling me the potential based on where I am right now. But if I then left and went and put a needle in my arm, clearly that, that changes. And I have had many, many times people who I trust, people who I know, know what I'm, what they're doing, tell me, Hey, this is likely going to happen. This is likely not going to happen. And then it doesn't, but all of us, like the the psychic is reading the potentiality for me. I'm just going to say to meet this guy, but if this guy makes choices in his life that does something different, then that's not going to happen. It doesn't mean the psychic is wrong. And that's why we can't put so much stock in what they say. It's yeah. more an understanding of when, when you see a psychic, rather than have them try to predict the future for you, it might be better if you ask them where, you know, if to speak to your guides or whatever it is and how they do it. Where am I now? This is what I want what do I have to do to get there? And instead of predicting that this is going to happen, they can assist you in altering what you're doing to make sure your trajectory goes in that direction. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Awesome thing. I'm thinking about like when, um, when we were working with like, like, let's just say our friend Amory and I was working with Amory and she would say something, I'd be like, listen, I'm blocked. Like, why is something not happening? You know, like where, where, where is blah, blah, blah. And she had the ability through the guides to come through and we'll talk about channels yeah. in a second, but, but to tell, say like, there's something like you have to fix, like some, not fix, but you have something going on here that needs to be addressed. Don't worry about that outcome because once this is resolved, yeah. the outcome will be more than, more than what you need, you know? Yes. Um, I just want to talk about another experience I had. So these, these experience happened before I was truly like open and aware, but it was like, always going to, we always had a, a family psychic <laughs> called Susan. She was wonderful. She was brilliant. And my mom would be like, okay, you need to go see Susan. I'm going to pay for an hour and I would get a reading with Susan. She would do tarot and she would do like the thing. And this is like a thing. When I first started um, bleeding, I was, uh, when I was pregnant with Joshua, I started bleeding um, at like the beginning of October. So I was bleeding for about six weeks before I lost him and I was really scared. So I saw Susan and Susan was like, oh, I I see a a healthy delivery. I see you and Dave actually becoming closer because of this. Um, Like, and and all of these things. She said all these wonderful things that reassured me that everything's gonna be okay. When I lost Joshua six weeks later, um, I had a healthy delivery. There were no complications. There was no need. And Dave and I actually got closer because of it. Now, Joshua wasn't there to take home from the hospital, but everything she saw happened. And when I talked to her six months later, because I was hell bent on having another baby and whatever, and mm-hmm. I was still in that space, um, she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You know, I don't see those kinds of things. And I was like, you're, you're spot on the money. You're spot on. It just, it, 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 my filter at the time was yeah. hope, right? But she was exactly right what she saw. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so there is some kind of validity. It's just never going to be. It's never going to be what you think it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really, really important to understand because what we tend to do, I know I've done this. I've done this more than once. But I know I've done this where somebody says, I see this as a potentiality. And then whether I realize it or not, I decide what that's going to look like. And then every experience I have, I'm trying to fit into what I think Mm. it's going to look like. And I'm missing all of the potentialities to get what I want because I'm so hyper-focused on this. And so that's the pitfall for, for psychics. Again, I know psychics. I hang out with them. I believe in them. I, I, I'm all about it, but just be careful. Be aware of your own discernment. Take it as a, a, a suggestion. Yes. You know, a recommendment, if you will, (laughs) but take it as, take it as a suggestion and understand that nothing is concrete because we, you know, people say, you know, um, uh, we, what's it, uh, human choice, what's the word? Free will. (laughs) I I just got stupid. She's written books, but and articulate, (laughs) might I say, but, uh, no, but we have the free will and people throw that term around, but really we are always deciding right now. I know what I want to come. 
and I know. So the questions I ask when I'm in meditation and, and making my own connections is, is there anything I should be doing? You know what I want. This is what I want. Is there anything that I should be doing that I'm not doing? Like that's the practice I have now, not show me what's going to happen in 10 years. This is yeah. what I want in 10 years. How do I get there? Yeah. So, so yeah, so, so it's all they're doing is reading your energy. And again, through, through clairvoyance, clairsentience, clair this, clair that, clair the other, however, they get that information. And what you'll start to find, the more aligned you become, the more you'll recognize, oh, wait, in school, I was an auditory learner. That's how I learned best listening. I'm a singer. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I could hear the music. I'm a musician. That's how I get my information. So if I'm expanding as a human, then it would be likely that I'm more clairaudient. Yes. Right. Yes. If you were yes. a visual learner or like for me, and we'll get to the channel in a second, but for me, dreams were always my thing. Anybody who has ever known me ever always knows. I'm like, dude, I had this crazy dream last night. Like in college, like people would buy me like dream interpretation books because I go, but I didn't, first of all, I wasn't as aligned as I am now, but also I didn't know that they could speak to me, my dreams. So I just thought it was weird. I just kind of was like, but I was into them, you know, I like loved it. And then I had some prophetic dreams along the way. Like I had a prophetic dream that I had Nala was twins. I had lost a twin and I dreamt the night before I went to the doctor that I had lost a twin. It was a prophetic dream. And I've had a few like that, that I recognized. So I understood my dreams could, they could work for me. They could, you know, tell me stuff. And the more I found myself on the spiritual journey, my dreams now are everything. Like, Oh my God. It's so great. You're like, I had a dream last night. I'm like, okay, good. Oh my God. And I can tell <laughs> you all, last night, last night I said, I said, Angela text this morning. I, I just, I just have to, oh my God. It's so funny. Wait, 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 Angela. So holy shit balls. <laughs> Should I, read all that? I had pretty interesting dreams last night and got some real insight into the stuff I've been grappling with. I'm writing the following. So I don't forget. You're going to love this onion while shooting pool onion show. JLo was a fake. Danielle, 357 lottery ticket. You know, <laughs> and like, <laughs> but when I tell you, I knew exactly what all of it meant because I trained that gift to speak to me. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. Right? And, and if, uh, for me, like I, I'm really bad at holding on to my dreams. Like, and I know that I always have, I, I don't know what my dream last night, but I had like a little inkling of something and I don't know what it was, but I'm not as grappling with them as I probably could be. It would probably be the next thing I work on. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, like something yeah. else. But, but um, I do know that um, if you are somebody who does have like dreams that feel like they should mean something and then you want to chew on them, the best thing that I've heard for tips are uh, keep a pen and paper next to your bed. So you yeah. can write down any kind of thing to kind of like an anchor yeah. point to get you back there. Because yeah. if you remember the rowboat, you'll remember what the rowboat was doing. Like, yeah, it, yeah. You just have to sit in quiet and let it, let it build around the rowboat, like in your yeah. mind. Yeah. So you just have to like, remember, or like, or like take stock and remember, okay. Um, I was like, I always have this weird, um, place that I go to in my dreams sometimes and like family's there and all kinds of stuff and beach and party. And I remember I could feel it, you know, so yeah. I'll be like, okay, I was at that beach, you know, and I yeah. could just, so it's like holding onto a piece of it. And then the people and symbols and things in your dreams are not necessarily that person, but what that person represents. hundred percent. So th- that might just help you. If, like if you're grappling with something or it's just a way of your subconscious to like work through stuff. Yeah. If something's in your dream or it keeps coming back, like, it just might mean there's something like, okay, I got to work on that, that thing yeah. that, that keeps coming up. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that the books aren't, you know, can't help you like, you know, the books, the dream interpretation, Yeah. but I find the more in tune I get with myself or the more in touch I get with myself and the more in tune I am, the more I understand the symbolism. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I could yeah. have looked onion up. But I know what onion meant because I'm in tune with, with how my, my brain works, but it takes work. I mean, I'm 52 years old. I mean, I've been dreaming my whole life. You know what I mean? It takes work to get to this point and it's easy, you know, to ask other people, what do you think about this dream? But you know, if you give yourself the time and the point that you made, Angela was good about, you know, write down the one word. So you remember it. I don't write anything down. I've said for years I'm going to, and I don't, but what I do is when I wake up and I have dreams before I go grab my phone or before I wake up my brain, I lay there and I do my best to commit it to memory. Even if I get up in the middle of the night and pee and I've had a dream, like I'll say it over and over in my head. Don't forget. Blah, 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 blah. And 
most of the time I could remember if I really, really, you know, embed it. But this morning I only remembered the JLo and the onion and a couple of other things. And I'm like, I knew there was more. And I sat, you know, cause I meditate the more I sat and quiet and that 357 came to me. And then I was able to build around that. I was yeah. like, Oh yeah. 357, the lottery and the blah and the blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was able to do that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just know your own way. And that goes back to the, um, to the episode that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's unique so to you. the, um, so as we go into channels, would it yeah. be fair to say that, um, psychics and mediums and kind of energy healers are dealing with the closeness of our human existence, like the, the closeness to the earth plane, meaning the energy that's around us physically right now, um, people who have passed as like, like, like who are like, kind of like who just passed, like not just passed, but like yeah. loved ones that have passed and they're able to tap into like, like if you look at earth, like in layers, you know what I mean? Like yeah. into the universe right above the earth are like all the people that are kind of like hanging out the souls that are closest to have been yeah. in this existence. And that's kind of where psychics are and energy healers are playing in that space. And then there's the channels who are reaching to like the angelic realms, the other, the like, would you say that? Okay. I would say uh, that ish, that with a caveat. Okay. Yeah. So basically we are all channels. Every single one of us, every single one of us is a channel. What we channel is and how we channel is depends on our vibration, depends on where we are. And it keeps going back to how aligned are we, how, you know, all of that. So, and I'll, and I'll get to how that ties into the, the psychics and the healers for a second, because it's the same thing because yeah. the psychics and healers are channels. Yeah. Right. So if the psychic is a channel and the healer is a channel and they're working, like they're reading my energy and they're reading my ancestors and my guides and all that stuff. And they're also a channel. So depending on where they are spiritually is whether or not they can connect with the higher realms. Makes gotcha. sense. Yes, yes, yes. So, so channel. So basically we've talked about this. We all have these, we have these seven energy centers, right? And the top energy center is our crown chakra. That's our, our top energy center. If our crown chakra is closed because the, the lower chakras are banged up and, you know, need some work and need to be realigned, then you're not likely to be able to connect with the universal forces. But when you're all aligned, that can open right up. Okay. Okay. If you're still a little banged up, but you're aware of this and your crown chakra is open, you're more likely to channel low vibrational frequencies. Mm -hmm. But if you're at a higher vibration yourself and your channel is open, you're going to align, you're going to channel, you know, the angelic realms, you know, the, you know, the, the higher vibrational, you know, ETs and stuff like that. Yeah. And right? it's essentially, it's like tuning an old radio. Yeah. When you turn the, t turning the dial, it's fuzzy. It's fuzzy. Oh, there's something that's coming in. That's the, that's what, there's not like a, a good level. It's not like good to be higher. It's just a matter of like, it's a higher number on the dial. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But that higher like, vibration comes from where you are. So right. I wouldn't judge it as good or bad. I would just say either you're imbalanced or balanced. And the more balanced you are in every aspect of your life, yeah. then the, the higher your vibration is. It's just balance and imbalance. I was actually yeah. talking about that this morning. So the thing with channels also is you have different kinds of channels. You have like the trans channel and like the channel channel. And basically the trans channel just has the ability to kind of put their consciousness aside and allow another consciousness. Like that's like heavy duty. Like like we know people like that. Like that's like yeah. that's like big stuff. But all of us, when you're in the flow, when you're doing something you love, like when I'm painting, I'm channeling that shit. Like yeah. that is coming from, it's coming through me. Now I feel like I'm doing it because I'm doing it and I'm excited. I'm totally conscious. But that power, when I write sometimes, Paolo's book. Paolo's book. Oh my God. So oh my God. So and as I'm reading this, there's such, I know I, he wrote it. So good. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, Paolo's book. Oh, I have you, to Paolo. reach together. We love you, Paolo. We love your book. But in reading it, I could see where he was so in the flow. That it was truly divine what was coming yes. through. And, yes. and so when we're being creative, whatever that looks like, when we are being creative, when we're creating something from our, from our heart, like from like where there's no walls and it's really coming from our guts, we are truly, it's, it's coming through us. It's divine. It's yes. divine. Yes. And so they all, you can be a channel, a psychic and a healer. Like what a, look at Wendy. 
Yeah. Wendy's yeah. like, oh, what tool do we need today? What do you I need? Know. Like, <laughs> Wendy could be reading energy and then all of a sudden she'll sit down and I could tell when something else is speaking through her. Oh my God. When she was Mammy, when she was doing the, the, the thing. Oh my God. Don't oh you worry God. about that, yeah. baby. Sorry. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how Wendy talks. Oh my God. Awesome. <laughs> oh my God. Our friend Anne Marie, who is probably the, the most gifted uh, in that respect of anybody that I know. And Wendy is gifted across the board. Wendy's got everything. Uh, uh, Anne-Marie's very specific gift is so amazing. And when my father passed, my father, I mean, if you're picking up any of this, I'm just a, a you know, a female younger version of my father. He's all like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I did, you know. And when Anne-Marie had never met him, oh no, I think she met him once. It doesn't matter. She didn't know him. And she's this little petite blonde woman and he comes through and she's smacking her leg and she's laughing and she's talking like this. And she's right at, we had a real Ginzo from Jersey. And she's like, afterwards, she's like, your father's something. (laughs) So she took on the whole persona. It was really, really cool. Yeah. She's very physical. She's very physical. Like yeah. her, her body takes on the, the physicality of it. Yeah. It's awesome. really, really, really cool. But, uh, but all of them, you know, if this is all new to you, it sounds like weird and like out there, but trust me when I tell you, if you understand a couple of things, one is we're all energy and we're either moving, manipulating, reading. And, and again, the channels, they're, they're transmitters and they're mm-hmm. translators. They're using their own filter, even though Anne Marie is channeling purely it's still, she's still the filter. Her brain still has to decode that energy that's coming through. So the vocabulary that's in her brain, even the experiences that the energy can draw on, it's all very kind of weird and complicated, but it's all just energy. So if we remember that and remember that we're all energy, it's all energy. If we remember that, And then we remember that we have our own abilities, depending on what our strengths are. How do you know that if you can do any of these things or eventually grow to do any of these things, well, how does it feel? Mm. Does it feel good? I can never be a trans channel. I know this because my consciousness will not allow. My con- I know my consciousness. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, you're gonna put me aside, and <laughs> not, you know. But yeah. I'm, but I'm, I'm Claire cognizant. Like I just mm. know shit. I've always just known shit enough that like it pisses Maybe. people off because I sound like an asshole. But no, it's, it's it's a gift. It's, it's such a gift. Um, the the it, so I think this if if you've listened this far, <laughs> then you have then you have an understanding that we are spiritual beings having a human existence. You understand that very basic concept, right? Otherwise you would have turned us off a long time ago. A long time ago. I feel like, um, like three episodes yeah. ago. <laughs> like 40 episodes yeah. ago. Fuck this shit. Um, so if, if, if you truly buy into that and believe that, which I do and David does, then the, 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 the most immediate way for you to tap in and practice your channel you have a higher self you have a higher self that's like like picture this is like a sims game this life and your higher self is up there with the controller or the keyboards like oh you need food today here you go and and basically if you can connect with your higher self which goes to connecting with your inner child your wants your needs your desires and knowing yourself and then you start getting those gut checks and oh this doesn't feel right that's connecting with your higher self. You are channeling and speaking with your higher self or all the versions of you. We can go down that road. Oh but my God. That's yeah. Three more episodes. That's that's a whole other thing. But yeah. every single one of us is, 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 is part of a, a soul family, every single one of us. And there is somebody like always there watching, seeing, making sure you're okay. You know, yep. my yep. higher self and my guides, I swear the minute I got sober, they were like, whoo. <laughs> I always joke about the face palms. My mind, I've spent all like the nineties into the early two thousands. Like, all right. Yeah. 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 But if you learn to listen to your gut, that's the first step in practicing your abilities. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, just a little bit more about the higher self, the higher self is the best purest version of you. The be- it's the one that knows not to flip a table when it's mad. It's the one that doesn't get mad because it recognizes the purpose of what's going on. It's the one that's all seeing, right? And all yeah. knowing. That's your higher self. So the goal as the human is to be, again, redundant, I'm going to say it again, is to become the most aligned and balanced with every aspect of yourself. And the more aligned and balanced you are, 
you become one with your higher self. And then the decisions you're making are, did you get a shell? Yeah. 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 But the decisions that you're making are because of that merging. Like when I have any kind of, um, I, I, I do this work, I do, I practice like so much to be aligned. So like if anything is like, eh, or uncomfortable, we we're talking about the princess of the pea earlier, right? Yeah. Like the slightest thing I'm like, eh. and <laughs> all I have to do is sit with myself and just ask myself the questions. My higher self is right there because I'm so aligned with it. So it's yeah. not something that's outside of you. It's just the purest aspect of you that you just, because you're over here, we are often over here because life bangs us up and we get these the coping mechanisms and all these things that keep us guarded. And when we work through that stuff, and I could even do it the chakra way, you know, work through that stuff and find balance and clarity, then you're in alignment with your higher self and it, everything, you have clarity with, with the world around you. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I think that's really a nice so. way to wrap this up. I think so too. Oh, this episode up. You got the wheel. <laughs> oh my God, the wheel. The We're wheel, like, the wheel. oh yeah, your higher self and the one. And the, the, let me get my wheel. Yeah, hold on. And then before Dana does that, you know, like I, Dana and I often get like, uh, like chills when, like, it's like a physical thing when, when there's some like kind of it's like a confirmation from the them we call them yeah. and uh and so, so like we've had a lot of episodes where like ooh i got chills yeah, 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 and yeah. that's like a physical feeling that comes over both of us and when we both get the chills and it makes the nippies hard and all that stuff we're like yeah, oh, you, or, yes. or when you feel like you're gonna throw up or my eyes oh, yeah. start to burn you know what i mean yeah, like that's yeah. how we know that's yeah, how we know we have we have, we have tells yeah. yeah. Or like my thing too is um one of my my things is that if I feel like I feel like this enormous like sense of love for a stranger practically and I feel like I don't have a knowing but it's somebody that's coming through me like to them and using me like on this That's plane, a cool like, thing that you do because I don't do that's that. Pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool cuz like I'm like all up in somebody's his and I'm like <laughs> I don't know why I have like this enormous love and pride for you but I do and I think it's coming from there and yeah. just want to say that that yeah. And that's you through the work you do on yourself, honing that sensitivity, that yes. sensitivity that you had shut down. Now that you're dusting it off and you're cleaning out, you know, the, the, the ick on it, you know what I yeah. mean? You're able to use a sensitivity, not in a, uh, like a, a needy way, but in a, a connecting way, yeah. you know, like my yeah. dreams as they evolve, there are so many components. Again, we could do a whole episode on all the cool things that I do with my dreams and in my dreams. But yeah. I even, if I meet somebody new that I'm trying to better understand, or if I'm about to do a session with somebody or if, whatever it is, somebody that I need to know more about them, I will experience things in my dreams, like step into their energy, essentially. Oh, that's a really cool. That's a cool that one, right? Yeah, but I didn't like used to do strangers. that. Strangers, you've had strangers, and you would know like something that happened in their life from the dream that you had. You'd be like, okay, I'm meeting with so and so tomorrow for the first time. I think that they had, you know, some childhood trauma because of this. And, and, it's and, really cool. And you're right? like spot on, and it's like what? Yeah, and I remember yeah. who was it. Uh, I think it was Jeff. I was telling him about something and he's like, you're spot on. I'm like, I know I told you. And he laughed at me like the balls for me to say that. But I'm like, it's, <laughs> I'm like, I'm always right with this. Like who says that? But clear cognizant. Okay. Yeah. All right. Spin that wheel, motherfucker. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so for those, again, for the two of you who have watched to this point, um, we have a sign off wheel because we never know how to say goodbye. If you want to know how we came to what we came to here, uh, just um, watch another episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go for it. I'm going to spin it and then hold it in front of me. What's okay? it going to be? What's Ooh. it going to be? Uh, bye. 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 Everyone has a story. I have a story. You have a story. We all have a story. As I see it, you have three choices. Allow your story to define you, use it to excuse you, or utilize it as a method to empower you. It's your life. You have the power. You choose. Rewrite your story on finduniquelyyou.com.